Hey, everybody. Welcome to Overtime. This is Dribble's official podcast. I'm Dan Cederholm, your host. This is episode 19, and today we're talking with Ryan Putnam. Ryan's a designer, illustrator, and potter, all-around creative force. He and Dribble go way back. Uh, he's been on Dribble a long time. Previously uh, worked at Dropbox, where he was a, a large creative force behind some of the meetups we had with, uh, with Dropbox here at Dribble. And um, we have a great chat about making stuff, being creative. And um, Ryan is is always looking for different ways to be creative and to make stuff that's functional but beautiful at the same time. So I think you're going to enjoy this episode. Uh, I know I did. This week's episode is, again, brought to you by FreshBooks. Many of you out there are, are likely self-employed uh, people or small business owners, and, uh, and maybe you're working in a new job that, that you couldn't have imagined just a few years ago. Uh, this is where FreshBooks comes in. They make ridiculously easy accounting software that's completely transformed how those self-employed professionals and small business owners deal with their day-to-day paperwork. It's been redesigned from the ground up packed full of ridiculously easy to use and powerful features, including create and send professional looking invoices in less than 30 seconds, set up online payments with just a couple of clicks and get paid up to four days faster. See when your client has seen your invoice and put an end to the guessing games. FreshBooks is offering a 30 day unrestricted free trial to our listeners to claim it. Just go to freshbooks.com overtime and enter overtime in the how did you hear about us section. Again, that's freshbooks.com slash overtime and find the how did you hear about us section. Thanks very, very much to FreshBooks for the ongoing support here at Overtime. And now let's get right to our chat with Ryan Putnam. Welcome to Overtime, Ryan Putnam. Hey, thanks for having me. Thank you. Yeah, this is great to have you on because we known each other for a long time um yeah. going way back when uh i think i know you mostly through dri- the early dribble days and and dropbox and the, the stuff we sort of did together years ago um so it's really good to have you on the show because your career has been inspirational in terms of its path and uh, the stuff you're doing currently is really 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 cool so super to have you on here um Actually, yeah, thank you. So, yeah, let's dive right into something that you've done recently because I think that could probably segue into into some things that you're doing currently uh, that people would be interested in. So, I I chose a few shots to to talk about uh, dribble shots, and the first one's Trash O Three, and this is from uh, June, uh, so the last month. Uh, So, this is a print, a Rizzo print, which we probably you can explain what that is, and. Uh, I just, I love this a lot. <laughs> you know, it's, it's so, yeah, it's like, you know, get the mixture of like, uh, normal type transforming into just, just organic shape. This is really difficult to do I, I, for me anyway. It's like super difficult. Yeah. And, uh, so I, yeah, I was wondering if you'd tell us about, uh, how that came to be and what, what it, uh, are they, are, uh, prints for sale or, or just for fun or. This one's this one's just for fun right now. I might yeah, kind of cool. com- I might compile them all into like a little zine or something like that. Yeah. Uh, 
but yeah, it was just for fun. I like to do kind of experiments, kind of uh, to try to just really push myself continuously. Um, I, I get bored easily is <laughs> kind of like uh, <laughs> honestly what it is. But I think on a professional level, it keeps me uh, fresh and trying new things. And especially kind of based on some of the work I've been doing lately, it's I could develop and mingle in a bunch of different styles. And that's like beneficial to my career. Um, but base level is just fun. <laughs> and I have, uh, a Rizzo printer here in our studio. Rizzo. Uh, okay. Pronounce it wrong. Um, Rizzo. Yeah. Rizzo. I, yeah. What, what is that? Cause I, I've heard of it, but, uh, it's not a screen print or is it? Well, tell us actually. Yeah. Inform probably, us, uh, right? <laughs> I probably will not do it justice to any probably the real, like, uh, Rizzo or I don't know if this way I say it either. Rizzo, Rizzo. Uh, uh, you're probably right, but you're right. <laughs> they'll probably uh, get really mad at me, but um, <laughs> I, I kind of feel like it's almost like a cross between like a screen print and like a digital print. So mm. uh, you, you look at the machine and it looks like just a big old copier, essentially. Um, I think it's like a replicator. They used to use a, these a lot. I mean, 80s, 90s, like a, a, oh, church, okay. or a, a church or a school will get one of these and it's, uh, pretty cheap to make like 500 copies. So it's way cheaper, um, than a laser printer or, uh, screen printing offset. Uh, uh, it's an older, older technology then, uh, than, yeah. uh, digital printing or. Yeah. So there's like yeah. almost that aesthetic quality to it where it does feel, yeah. um, kind of old, <laughs> kind of old. And like it has like a tactile kind of, uh, aesthetic that's like really nice so it is kind of that blend between not a screen print but uh still has more characteristics of analog uh compared to like a digital print like that wow uh, that's cool i mean you can tell by your by your shots and there's there's a lot there's a lot in this series like um of the rezo prints that you're that you're doing and all of them are really cool, um, oh, but they 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 look like they would lend themselves to like you know letterpress or screen printing where it's there's this constraint on the on the ink, and I'm wondering if you know do you, is there do you actually have to feed it certain ink colors um, yeah in order to print yeah okay that makes sense there's different there's different printers uh, I have like a one color one drum uh, Rezo printer and there's like I know they make two colors, um, and I don't know how many more. I think they could get bigger, but essentially you have to print one color at a time, um, mm. and you have to kind of uh, – you put this big drum in with the ink, and you put it into, like, the printer, run something through, then take that drum out, put another drum with uh, ink in, and it'll, like – how it does it, it like burns an image. I think it's kind of like on rice paper, but it'll burn an image on the rice paper, and I'll put that image – on the drum, almost like a screen print, and then it runs it through. Wow. Okay. Right. So it is. It is analog. Mm -hmm. I mean, partially anyway. Um, yeah. That's fascinating. So the when you say tactile, it must feel like the ink's actually, you know, soaked into the paper. Then. Uh, yeah, for sure. And it'll rub, rub depending on the paper you have. It's like it'll rub off easy. There's like a lot of serendipity kind oh. of like associated with this because like. <laughs> <laughs> depending on what paper you have, it could be, uh, do different kind of things. Um, uh, yeah. so there's a lot of like kind of experimentation. 
and even the ink, um, it's not like super opaque. So I think if you see on some of some Rizzo shots, yeah. it's very, very like multiply effect on it almost. Yeah, exactly. Right, right. Like I'm looking, I'm zooming in on your trash thing and it, yeah, it's like the kind of texture that everyone is, you know, creating a faux, <laughs> you know, in Photoshop or whatever, but you're yeah. actually getting, you're actually getting it. Uh, yeah, it's which is, which is awesome. Um, Man, so how how did you get into that? There was how, how did you get into to printing um, with that with that particular machine? Well, so hmm, I always like want to. Uh, I love like making stuff, and I wanted an easy way to kind of produce prints. Uh, I experimented with like just getting screens built for screen printing and doing it myself. It was just too much too much work. Um, I really wanted to find something that's like just this middle ground where I could get something that looks great, kind of feels great, but still has uh, an ease to doing it. So that's kind of like the Rizzo kind of works out well for that. Um, when you're at Dropbox back, uh, back in, back in the day, God, how long ago was that? Uh, but <laughs> Zach Graham, Zach Graham mentioned it to me. It's like, Oh man, we should, we should get it. Rizzo, I was like, what the, what the hell is that? And, and he just explained it to me and showed me everything. And, uh, yeah, it just looked awesome. And Justin Prevorce was very like into, into that as well. So just like learning it from those guys is really kind of where I picked it up. And then like, I, I, from that point, it was probably like three or four years before I, I purchased one because I just uh, kind of had a chunk of money saved aside to like, a little fun that I would always put toward this thing and be like, okay, what creative am I going to do with this thing? And it ended up just getting uh, the printer because it wasn't cheap. That's for sure. But uh, yeah, but I can yeah. see the advantage of having it. Right. So you can, you can literally experiment and create your own, your own stuff whenever, whenever the, you know, the feeling arises. So that, that's really, that's really cool. Yeah. I think I, uh, on a visit to Facebook, I think, now that I remember it, I think they, they had a Rezo printer as well in their analog shop. And um, Scott Bombs, uh, who's, I think he's still there, um, was was showing us some stuff. And now <laughs> suddenly now it's all coming together. Like, oh, that was what it was. It was a Rezo printer. Um, yeah. Yeah, which I, I had no, I, I guess I should have known about it. But that's really cool. So is it is the stuff you're doing with with uh rezo it's it's just for personal personal stuff and not necessarily client work i haven't done anything client work based on it um i'll sell stuff on my shop uh but that's as like yeah about as commercial as it gets uh i haven't done any no one's specifically asked for like rezo well i've had people ask if i could like print their stuff for them but i don't want to turn into a print shop really i just yeah. don't want to deal with it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I hear you. I'm, I'm with you on just liking to make things and not necessarily yeah. uh, <laughs> manage all the, all the stuff. Um, <laughs> so you're doing, in, in terms of um, personal, pro other personal projects, you're doing some other pretty amazing things uh, oh, like pottery. Oh yeah. Okay. Like, That's fun. Yeah. I mean, and, I mean, I don't, I admittedly, I don't know a ton about pottery. I know that I, I know what I like and I know that I, I like pottery, but seeing your yeah. stuff, it's like, whoa, this is, this is, this is really different. It's like, 
Um, I guess most of the pottery that I'm familiar with in the past has been, you know, very traditional or whatever. And, th- and yours, is, mm-hmm. it's just got a lot of character. And how did, how did that arise? Oh, thanks. Um, I started, oh man, how long have I been doing pottery? Probably like, I think like seven or eight years, possibly. Uh, wow. A while ago when... I was in Colorado. I, I think my uh, stepmother asked me like what I wanted for Christmas one year. And I was like, there's this little uh, art class place where I could take some figure drawing classes. A gift certificate there would be great. So she got me that. The figure drawing class was full. So there's a pottery class. It's like, oh, I'll just take this. And from there, I've been doing it consistently. It was, it was super fun. Um, creative outlet away from the computer. There was still very much like a sense of like, design, usability design, like almost like literal product design associated with it. But <laughs> right. But it's still like far enough away from uh you know computer work where it was just fun. And it's it's there's like nothing better than actually making something, slaving over this thing and uh, you know, getting it and like using it is like kind of the coolest thing in the world. So um yeah. I really yeah. Yeah, so you think there's a I think there's a there is a pattern like with even myself too, just working on a screen for 90% of the time. And then, and then it, there's nothing like holding something that you've made, right. Physically. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure that's part of it too. Right. Um, just the sure. satisfaction in that. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. It's like fun to share that too with others, like that tangible kind of, I'm always going back to this tangible kind of like kind of thing. I mean, like yeah. there's like this romantic, like, part of pottery too that's like you could go out to the woods dig up some clay fashion it into a mug throw it in a fire cook it and then use it as like a vessel to nourish yourself like that just like that whole arc of, of what uh, pottery can be is like fun that's cool blown I just, I just did the mind, I just, i'm doing the sees the problem with audio only it's, i'm doing the, the mind blown uh, thing gif in real life. Yeah. um that, okay, wait. Well, let's back up a second there, because that's that's because you're right. I mean, pottery is clay, which is stuff from the earth, right? Um, yeah. And that's literally what it is. That plus fire and design equals yeah. something that's usable that, and beautiful. Uh, all right. Yeah. I, my, I, literally, my mind's blown. <laughs> I, I don't. Um. I'm trying to think of other other things that you can literally go out in the woods. Well, I mean, I guess wood is everywhere. There's trees everywhere. Okay, now I'm sounding like a moron. Yeah. I'm going to stop. No, that's cool. Oh. But that's, I mean, like, <laughs> you, you like music. I mean, you could, like, go, like, yeah, make some instruments from, like, wood. And I've made some instruments from, like, clays, you know, like, wow. different types of, like, voodoo drums, like, kind of weird stuff, like flutes. There's, like, a lot. Oh. So, um, there's, oh, yeah. like, a, a lot baked into this is getting off maybe off time there's a lot baked into like the 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 tangible world like the the physical like dirt in nature that's like uh, inspirational and can be used in all these great ways it's pretty cool oh amen i i totally agree man um that is inspirational do you think that any does any of this stuff kind of influence your screen work like for clients and whatnot or is it really um, like just a, a sort of an escape or an outlet that's because it's something completely different? And, uh... 
I like to think it does. I, I hope I could bring some of that uh, awareness to my work. I don't know if it is uh, or not, um, but I think um, the the thing about pottery and even the Rizzo was like this thing that's kind of ever changing. And there's a lot of things that you don't expect to happen will happen. You know, there's a lot of serendipity. So uh, being able to like capture yeah. that, capture that in client work is uh, an ideal that I strive for. I don't know how to get to that necessarily, but to, to keep like the interest and the uniqueness and um, the exploration part of my client work is huge for me. And I think that stems from trying to do stuff like pottery and, um, you know, yeah. prints and stuff like that. So in that way, I hope it's influenced, but yeah. And I think also like, I mean, I from from for me like from the outside I'm, I'm looking at your your stuff and and like okay this clearly you're um multi-talented on a whole bunch of levels like with prints and screen work and pottery whatever making drums and flutes that's crazy um so <laughs> <laughs> not i mean crazy crazy in a very good that way, a good but, way yeah. but uh, yeah um but uh so that that could attract a certain type of client perhaps i don't i don't know yeah i mean i think you i mean in a, in a, it's pretty amazing. I'm, I feel like I'm lucky enough to like, I put out in the world kind of the stuff I want to do. And it's like, yeah, comes back to me. Yeah. And that's, you know, not everyone has like, uh, that kind of privilege or anything. But yeah, the more stuff that you put out there, uh, sometimes it comes back to you in the type of yeah. work that you want to do. Sometimes not, but you know, <laughs> absolutely. And so, uh, you know, switching gears a little bit. So you, the, the second shot I want to talk about, or third actually, we talked about your pottery too. But this uh, this is called Do Better Print. I think this is another. It could be a Rizzo print, right? But um, yeah. sort of, I wanted to use this as a springboard to talk about uh, Do Better because this is this is a really cool uh, thing you put together, and it'd be cool to hear about that specifically. Yeah, thanks. Um, I think like many of us that we were, you know shocked or not necessarily shocked, but just like completely didn't know where to go after like Trump was elected. Um, you know, not all of us, I get, I know that the dribble audience is like super varied and so is the United States, but, uh, to feel like there was this sense of like, we have no control over like what's happening. Um, right. and it seems, yeah, like that feeling of like not control, where's everything going? Like, I have to do something and like the only thing I know how to do or that I could do well probably is uh, create artwork and kind of distribute it to like audiences. I think that's yeah, yeah. like what I do well. Um, so yeah, this, I, I was just creating artwork kind of out of that need to like um, express this frustration I had and decided to kind of put it up on just like a quick little shop and donate like all the proceeds to, um, you know, a specific kind of organization that's like trying to combat different hates or, you know, doing, doing good things, things that like are out of like my capacity as like a designer. So this is for, uh, I, I believe, you know, paying experts what they're worth and, like finding the right one person for their job. And this is kind of like give money to those that are like experts uh, in, in, in helping the situation. So 
Um, this is yeah. great. Yeah, I mean, all the causes are listed there, like the ACLU, Black Lives Matter, Earth Justice, LGBTQ. Uh, yeah, Planned Parenthood. So th- that's that's super great. I mean, uh, like, and I think it's that's inspiring too. It's like when you feel like, what the heck can I do, right? Because it it feels a little like overwhelming in terms of um, how to get involved. And I think this is inspiring because taking your talents and putting it towards, um, you know, putting it towards this, which is great. Um, so this is super cool. So the yeah, people can go there and buy things now, right? There's, I'm seeing a bunch of cool stuff on here. Yeah, there's still some things. There's some stuff for sale. And hopefully in like a tentative tentatively opened it and opening it up to like other artists to contribute, but it gets into that thing about being able to uh, reproduce this stuff uh, efficiently. So yes. yes. And there's like an element of this too, is like, uh, you know, there's more we can do. That's like not completely isolated to just like buying more stuff and donating money. There's a, there's opportunity to create more of a, like some type of education or something to mm-hmm. uh, talk to talk to people about what else uh, they can do because not everyone's the same. Not everyone could go out and protest and not everyone could do like these certain things, but like there is like a big kind of open opportunity to kind of help out humans outside of just purchasing like prints and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well said. Well said. Yeah. But I think, you know, also you're, by donating to these causes, you're, you're also bringing attention to them, which is great too. Um, yeah, it's, 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 yeah, it's super, it's super inspiring. I think, and I think we're starting to see, you know, more of this happening too. As people just try to figure out how to get involved, um, you know, uh, which I guess is a, is a nice <laughs> sort of a silver, a silver lining perhaps of, you know, with what's, whatever that's going on right now. So, for sure. And maybe it could even just like, you know, there's, I mean, I guess at the base level of stuff you can do is like talk to the people uh, that are closest to you that have varying opinions and like to have some catalyst to like spark that conversation is nice. Like some of possibly some of these posters, I think it has touched some people to have very different views of like, well, why are you donating that Planned Parenthood? I don't believe in that. No. You know, right, so I think it right, could right. maybe even spark conversations that, like, mm-hmm. so, I don't, yeah, I'm not sure. There's there's a lot to be said, I think, in this kind yeah. of realm of, like, trying to do better, kind of. Absolutely. Uh, I just, the whole, it's a very positive attitude, which is which is great. <laughs> cool. <laughs> great to awesome. see. How did, how, did you, um, how did you get started, Ryan, like, in design? I mean, I, like I said earlier, I... I think I, be, I became aware of you and your work through through Dropbox, but you know before that, um, was your was were you always interested in design, uh, you know, as a, as a young person or? or uh... Yeah, I think so. Uh, like when I was younger, like little kid, always uh, drew comic books. I was very into comic books. I loved cartoons, comics, uh, Sunday morning cartoons, uh, Sunday morning strips, everything like that. So yeah. definitely would always draw that kind of stuff. Um, and in high school, I was more focused in on like the fine arts um, and even college too, I was kind of more focused on the fine art. Uh, and I think it was, I kind of went into design uh, just out of what I perceived necess- necessity. Like, uh, I'm not sure if I can make money as a fine artist. So 
I'll try out graphic design maybe. Um, but when I started taking, you know, more focused graphic design classes in college, uh, it was super fun. I liked it a lot. Uh, so I just continued on with doing design work. Um, out of college, I worked for a small print shop briefly, and then I worked at a smaller agency, which was like just like three or four guys. Uh, and I worked there for probably like two or three years. And then I was on the side, I was doing like, just some freelance work. I was selling like stock illustration on iStock, uh, things like that. Yeah, and it's, yeah. it's old school. Um, yeah, yeah. And it made, <laughs> it made enough money where I was like, well, you know, I'll just do this on my own. So I went off <clears throat> and then, uh, started doing freelance work. Most of the client base was a uh, small business kind of, I would, uh, a small business would come to me. I would put together a logo, um, some, identity collateral and like a brochure website and that was it uh <clears throat> and i charged like horrible like horrible cheap rates which was probably <laughs> not good but uh <laughs> i did i did that for uh how long i did that for probably like five years or so and then uh i did i morgan knutson uh reached out to me online and he asked if I wanted to do this contract work with Dropbox. It was their first developers conference and just kind of brand it all, do all the environmental, all the, all that design with Morgan. And, uh, yeah, I did that for like three months, came out to San Francisco. It was super fun. They offered me a full time gig and oh, wow. I was like, sure. Yeah. yeah. In that time, it was probably like, uh, maybe 12 to 15 designers. It was pretty cool. Pretty like, um, wow pretty level. So like everyone was just jamming on like brand and product and everything together, uh, which was like really fun kind of, uh, space with them. Uh, so I was doing that. I worked at Dropbox for like almost two years. Yeah. Almost two years. And then went back into the freelance world. It was just kind of more my thing. The office life is not like, really my style not my style I, I, yeah I, I like working by myself for for yeah yeah but so now, yeah, I, now I i'm here you. just doing clear yeah that's great no and i i and and speaking of office i mean the the, the dropbox office is is pretty impressive i remember we had a a couple big dri um, dribble meetups there um which were crazy because there was i remember there was like a 10 yard beef wellington there that the the chef there made or whatever and uh and in a, in a basketball like arcade hoops thing tournament anyway so i think that, that was, was fun, that. that was a lot of fun right and yeah. um and you did you did some some work for that in terms of like branding and stuff and um i remember the, like you know your your line work um with dropbox uh, i think is is very very influential on uh, the sort of a next generation of designer that yeah. you know w with with that style like I, in other words i see that style that you you started with dropbox echoing elsewhere and um hopefully that's a compliment and not a, a yeah. ripping, ripping me off kind of feeling but like um <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> But so I wonder if, you know, it seems like Dropbox at the time and maybe still still do, but they, they really encouraged like illustration, which was new, was sort of a new thing for like a, a software 
as a service company, right? Or you were like encouraging and embracing uh, the like illustration, you know, with their product. Yeah, sure. Is that is that kind of what happened there? Or? Oh yeah, definitely. I think it was yeah. like embedded in their DNA. They they found it, and uh, you know, from all levels of the company, like the the big purveyors of like illustration are Arash, the CEO of the company. Oh wow, uh, yeah. So, so it's very much baked into the DNA, uh, and their 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 openness to having it to explore it and see like what it can do and what it can and shouldn't do like within like yeah like a product itself, uh, and that's a it was a pretty cool place to be uh, when I worked there, and it's cool to see like how everything's evolving as how it continues to evolve and. Uh, it just as a key kind of component of the brand. I think definitely stepping outside of Dropbox, more tech companies are definitely leaning into it as a uh, as an element to kind of ex- well, exploit a bad word, but um, to use to their advantage. Uh, when you're talking about some of these like kind of complicated like uh, products and how they work, it seems like illustration is like a good um, kind of venue or vehicle to talk about some of this. And yeah. um, it's it's nice for me. I mean, <laughs> like you know, like I'm gonna ride this wave for a while. Like uh, tech companies wanting kind of illustration work, but um, oh yeah, yeah. Because now that you're freelancing, you can do this for a variety of right, companies. Um, yeah, but I feel like Dropbox pro- was one of the. Nope. I feel like that work was was like I said, it was influential. Not only to the designers, but but to the companies, like seeing like how how illustration can help and um, how how can help even a company that's at its beginning, right, was about files in the cloud, and 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 so there just there was so much personality brought to it by that, um, which I think was really probably a factor in their success. Um, that's interesting. Yeah, it's yeah. cool. Yeah. I definitely think it's like a, a really good asset to have to like think about like your your approach to illustration or this like design element because um, it can yeah it can just do so much things uh, at, at different levels. It's like uh, from a brand point of view, it can like elevate your brand or kind of distinguish it from other kind of products. But from like even like a resourcing point of view, like to be able to resource. Uh, illustration comparatively to like photography or you know it is like right, there's right. there's some benefits uh like at different points of like a business different parts of the structure so it's it's pretty cool to like think about yeah. that too yeah. yeah it is it is it's like um i feel like the illustration with dropbox and some other companies too are like helps explain what the product is like when it's like you said when it's complex or Maybe it to a, a, the general public, it's it's confusing. Or why would I want Dropbox? What is that? And so this sort of illustration and um, human element like helps helps a ton. Yeah. I would guess. But. Yeah, I think so. I mean, yeah, it's it's pretty cool. It's like it's weird to think about. I mean, I think the thing that was like the hardest thing at Dropbox or going outside of Dropbox is people's. Uh, association with illustration when you say uh we're going to add some illustration to this this part this product or whatever this brand 
people have like way different associations with illustration like from other people. So some think, oh, is that like Pixar stuff? Or is that like the right. children's book? The children's book that I'm reading to my daughter? Or is that me? Yeah. So everyone has like very different kind of language. So I think like the biggest challenge is to, within a company, build a language that they all talk about kind of illustration. Um, mm-hmm. I think that's been my biggest challenge outside, well, in Dropbox and outside of Dropbox too. Because you could guess, uh, you know, we all know this as designers when, uh, we get requested feedback and someone is talking about uh, how this blue looks awful. And you're like, that's not even the scope of this project. But, you know, like, why are we talking right, about <laughs> Right, right, right. Exactly. Yeah. Does that so sound design? Bit, yeah. It's emotional, right? Yeah. Yeah. So in design, like when we, uh, we set up certain goals and requirements, like, okay, here's, here's this, this marketing page or whatever. And all we're worried about here is like, is all the information correct? Do we have like, Correct content, the flow, you know, don't even worry about color or anything like that because that doesn't matter. Right, um, right. I found setting up certain restraints when talking about illustration is super helpful. So having like, you know, specific goals and requirements of the illustration from, you, you know, it could be like a, a company goal or a business goal or a design goal, but uh, having very specific kind of uh, <laughs> goals again. Uh, associated with the project is like super helpful. So it almost turns into something that's that everyone could talk about. Like the PM could like talk very directly to like, is he doing A, B, and C? And same with the CEO, same with the, another designer. Like we have, we're, we're talking about the same thing here that it's not just about some abstract knowledge of what you think an illustration should be. Right. Uh, right. So I found like that is helpful. That's how I like try to approach like, branded illustration kind of like uh, hmm. systems and such. Um, yeah, it's, it's more, it's, it's less, it's less um, an afterthought, like, oh, let's decorate this and more, in, more ingrained in the, in the actual user experience design of everything. Oh, definitely. Yeah. yeah that's, and that's, a, that's probably really, I think that's, I think that's why it works for, or why it works so well for Dropbox and for comp- other companies that have embraced that in the right way. Um, it feels like part of the brand rather than stock stuff that's thrown at it, right? Um, yeah, like window dressing up or like yeah. we have this empty spot, fill it. Be like, right, oh, right, wow. right, right. Yeah, we've <laughs> created, we've left a blank square for you to like yeah. to make something pretty. Yeah, which is just the wrong way to approach that. Um, well, that's that's healthy. I'm glad. Like, it's cool to see that happening. Um, and like I said, you're you're. Your style, I, from the outside, look, you created this system that, that worked really well. Um, what's it, for that stuff, and maybe for your other work, like what's your process like? I, I guess for screen screen design, what's your process like in terms of, because the line, the line work is so consistent and, oh, and yeah. systematic, at this, but at the same time, it's not, sterile right so yeah i mean not not i we don't expect you to 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 reveal all your secrets but um, <laughs> there so many secrets yeah, the, yeah <laughs> your secret sauce here but um but yeah. i'm just wondering in tools wise you know how do you how do you approach like doing well for instance like this shot uh the san francisco shot this is from from quite a while ago uh oh yeah yeah, yeah. uh so this is your basically like a postcard 
And I remember getting one of these at the office. Um, oh, yeah. I think you did a yeah. postcards for each Dropbox location. Um, but anyway, that so this is the style I was talking about earlier, which I think was, was really... I see this repeated a lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, right? For like cityscapes and i think you were the one that that started all this so yeah how did how did you how did this come to be how did, how did you create this thing that originally yeah that started as a dropbox uh they had they opened up a couple different offices and we were going to have uh possibly some clocks that were just saying eh, you know it's this time in san francisco oh, right new yeah. york um we wanted to create some artwork around it and this was an attempt to um, create some artwork that would kind of function as like uh, that wall artwork, but also in different other kind of collateral, like postcards, like we had, yeah. uh, and just just different kind of areas that it could be used. So I've been, I mean, prior to that, I've been, I was kind of really practicing, like really honing in how I do kind of some of that line work, and it's all done in Illustrator. Usually. I, I, starts off as a rough sketch on pen and paper, um, maybe yeah. in Photoshop. And then I will kind of somewhat trace it in Illustrator. And in Illustrator, I keep everything like as precise as possible. I'll have uh, like, I set up a specific like pixel grid or a, a grid that's like every one pixel. So uh, then I'll turn on snap to grid and I could uh, draw directly on that like one pixel grid. That's how I do like most of that line work. The, I mean, even since then, other software like even Sketch or Figma will kind of have like snapping kind of as a feature. But I still find Illustrator is, it'll let me kind of uh, finagle stuff enough that I like it and it'll, it'll kind of snap and kind of work together with that as as well too. So like I still, I still do everything in Illustrator. Uh, it's frustrating sometimes, but yeah, I'll still do everything in Illustrator, just keeping very specific to like the actual pixel grid of what I'm yeah. producing. Yeah, it seems like Illustrator is sort of the king of vector vector work still. Um, yeah. And and uh, so when I <laughs> this is great. <laughs> one of the, one of the best things about this for me is I, it's like selfishly I get to learn how people do things and try to apply it back to my own stuff, but um. So when I'm doing, when I'm using Photoshop for, I do vector stuff in Photoshop, which is I, oh, yeah. a, little, a little weird. Um, <laughs> but you know, this like yeah. snap it, it is, actually it is. The, the tools yeah. like for, for simple stuff, it's it's probably very similar to Illustrator uh, in terms of the way it works. But when, you, when you're saying like set up a pixel grid and snap to grid and I'm like, oh, I'm doing everything so wrong. Like I'm doing everything <laughs> that it's going to take me like, you know, three hours longer than it should. Uh, mm. because I'm just, I just haven't, I haven't taken the time to, to learn the new, uh, a new method, like the one you're, you're, you're describing. Uh, so anyway. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's uh, hard to keep up with all this stuff. I mean, like, yeah, it is. Everything's always changing. And like the, some of that line work, uh, it's, it's pretty easy. The way I'm talking about it, it's like pretty easy to like catch on and do it really quick and you can like make some good stuff, but then everyone's making that kind of quality work. So you have to kind of pivot and just like, yeah, yeah. Do some different things, but that's hard too. So it's like this continual, like trying to keep yourself fresh. With keep yourself hard. fresh. Exactly. Well, and I think mm -hmm. you've done, I mean, that's one thing I wanted to touch on. It's like, I feel like you, you were pioneering this, this, this line style and 
it has caught on, right? Like with, especially with icons and, and, um, and then Apple, the iOS, you know, outlined icons and stuff and that, that kind of fueled it as well. But, but, um, you, you have like stretched yourself with like the prints and pottery. You're doing all sorts of stuff. And, um, that's, I think that's like, how, how did, how did you do it? How did you, how did you, this is a <laughs> terrible question because I know it's hard to answer, but like, I think you, well, you just answered why I think you did it. Cause I, I think you're, you know, otherwise you, you get in a rut, right. And you're creating the same thing yeah. over again and you're, you're, you're bored. And so you're keeping yourself, you know, fresh and interested. Right. Yeah, for sure. Like that's like the best. That's why I continue to like push myself is to like not get bored. Plus I, I won't have anything of benefit to a company necessarily like stylistically, but, um, yeah, it, it's kind of like around those things. Like, I don't know if like I'll be uh, any benefit to a company if I'm just like doing this, the same old thing or not being able to like, at least look into and speak to like newer things. Uh, what's like AR going to bring and like, there's just right. there's just so much things on the horizon that if you get kind of whittled whittled into like your own style and your own how you function like we're I guess I consider myself more a designer than illustration illustrator essentially so like mm-hmm. as designers like you you adapt and you uh, you do what's needed for the client and for the project it's not you're not like I only design, you know, this kind of stuff, and that—that's all. <laughs> right. So, less, less, less like an artist, like more, more of a uh, creator, designer. Yeah, that makes for sense. For sure. Yeah. I mean, like, and design, like, design actually is just like a great term for it, because like, you know, there's personal, like the 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 pottery and the personal work is that's more like just like kind of arts, you know. Uh, but the work I do for client work. I consider it like design, I guess. It's more, I'm designing illustration. I've recently started calling it like uh, design illustration. You know, yeah. like product design. This is like design, illustration design, essentially. There's more problem solving involved there, obviously. Yeah. Uh, than, yeah. than just creating stuff. Do you, is it fun for you? I'm going to guess that it is, but like, is it fun for you to, you know, like with your personal stuff, your shop, like selling things? Like to, to, to design, you know, because design goes into that with branding of it and building the shop pages and all that kind of stuff. Is that fun as well? For, for sure. I mean, that's like yeah. the most fun about it. Like, I don't really, yeah, I don't, I'm not making a lot of money from the stuff. I'm, people think, yeah. well, you must be making a lot of money. I'm like, nah, not really. This is, it's just like fun to like, it's like, that's why digital stuff. I mean, like, like I said, I like making like physical like goods, but like, yeah. um, making a digital kind of thing it's done it's made it's a website it's up quick so right uh right. it's it's another kind of uh desire to have just to like make things and yeah. websites are quick can be quicker uh, yes yes and easier to fix and uh <laughs> that's yeah i'm the, I'm the, I'm the same way space, but. oh oh nice oh i see that that's a secret uh that's the yes, thing there, there's it's getting it's getting a lot easier to make a really well made site website right yeah with all the tools out there and like yeah you've been a big help with like my career with uh, you know keeping up on 
uh, front end stuff with like, see, like oh. your books have been like a huge catalyst for, I mean, it, being able to like produce those things. I mean, I've like kept an interest still. I don't, I'm not like writing code anymore or doing anything like that. Uh, but yeah, still like your approach to that stuff has been like hugely beneficial to me. So even though like sometimes I'll like, Squarespace is pretty easy just to just like put something up really quick because that's the need I needed. But yep. I do like still just, I want to make more kind of like sites and stuff too. Just standalone weird kind of things. Sounds fun. Yes. Kind of, yes. Yeah. Likewise. Likewise. Let's sort of mm-hmm. bring it back to, I mean, cause here's the thing that's cool. I and mean, you're totally right. That it's, 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 it's so easy to, Put up something like if you know starting an online store like today, I would not I would not hand code it. I would I would go to Squarespace <laughs> or Shopify or whatever, and and mm. and and, uh, and and then you know be, having the knowledge there is good to, to customize it and everything. But but um mm. but there's so much cool stuff that we couldn't do you know like ten years ago that we could do now, and it's so much easier that like the fun weird stuff that you're talking about would be even more fun I think now because. Uh, it, it would be um, take far less code and, and uh, there's just more interesting things you can do with, with less code, I think. Yeah. And just like really experiment and pushing things like yeah. great. Have like no yeah. purpose for it or anything. Yeah. Right, right. Like not, a, not every website needs to have a shopping cart or a blog or um, yeah. I think we're, there, there's a lot of room for um, experimental stuff on the web still. We're still like, it's, it seems early. It's, it's crazy, right? It's, it's been out for a long, <laughs> long time, but there's, there is a lot of room for that. Yeah. I mean, like, what's like the equivalent of, you know, so I make these Rezo prints and just like, they're just like these things that live on. Like, what's the digital equivalent of that kind of a thing? You know, something like that just lives on in some server somewhere being like, what, what is this thing? <laughs> you know, it has no like, no purpose hopefully other than the thing. Hopefully it's not hopefully the answer to that is not like animated GIFs. But it, could, <laughs> yeah, but it very yeah. well could be. Uh, <laughs> that are always I always have this nightmare fuelish kind of vision of all the animated GIFs in the world. Just they're animating right <laughs> whether we see them or not right now. They're all looping. Oh. <laughs> and it's like kind of makes me <laughs> makes me feel a little weird. Uh yeah, but, <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but you're right. Like, what's the legacy? Well, yeah, and that's the thing is is some some of this stuff. A lot of it is is temporary, um, unless you think of the arc. You know, archive, the web archive mm-hmm. is 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 helpful there. But even that, like, you try to go back and see some really old stuff that you made. It's it's not necessarily <laughs> all there in one piece. But um, but that's something. I think that's something that uh, needs to be solved. You know, going forward because. You're right. And that, maybe that goes back to like the fun of making physical things, right? Because they yeah. do, they do live on like your pottery and your prints and all that stuff is going to, it's going to last. Yeah. Yeah. Cool stuff. So much cool stuff. I know. This is great. And Brian, thanks so much for, for hanging out with, uh, hanging out with me today. Oh yeah. Be, being on the show, being on the show, yeah. uh, big fan. And uh, what what's up next for you? Uh, what what could people oh, look for? <laughs> I don't know. Um, what's next? 
Yeah, I'm not sure. Like uh, exploring different mediums and different things. Uh, be fun to write like a children's book. I would like to write a comic. Mm. Uh, oh, wow. So that kind of stuff would be fun uh, from a personal level. Like professionally, um, I think, you know, I might run up against like my cap on what I can provide service wise for clients. So I don't know if that means expanding into um, different models, like more agency model or I don't, you know, I don't, I don't know. So like, I think I'm starting to hit that kind of cap in my career of like, <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to be like a sole freelancer to like 90 or 80. That seems kind of <laughs> weird. So, <laughs> but, but maybe I don't know. Uh, so yeah, I don't know. We'll see, I guess. Huh? Well, the awesome thing is that uh, as you get into these new mediums, it's. I, I know I'm going to have fun watching what, what you're creating with it because it's yeah. going to be. I know it's going to be cool and interesting. So, cool. um, thanks. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Thanks, thanks again for being with us. Oh yeah, thanks and, uh, for uh, making all the cool stuff you do too. Oh, thanks, man. Thank you. Yeah. See you uh, until next time. Yeah. <laughs>